Hello again, everybody. It's uh, Jason Powers. Uh, so, I'm walking tonight. So, it's a nice, kind of a calm night. I go outside. It's about going on 4 o'clock in the morning. I slept until <clears throat> about 2 and couldn't sleep anymore. Got up. Things were on my mind. Yes. One of the things that has uh, been of a reflection, um, and I hate to bring him up, but it has to be dealt with. Um, so Trump uh, decided to put out a little statement about Kevin McCarthy today, and uh, supporting, uh, giving him some endorsement of some sort, and you know, then you realized that yesterday uh, Peter Navarro was arrested in DC and this week the Michael Sussman trial ended in, in a acquittal and you start to see that uh, I mean, people won't connect those things together but they're all political they're all political cases they're political instances so this is about politics it's not about ordering of events it's very quickly put together so uh, at uh, uh my uh thinking is is uh trump is completely uh, compromised or certainly being uh, uh hamstrung to <clears throat> make really asinine endorsements of people who have betrayed him or and if you go back a little segment with uh with mccarthy his uh, recent the recent revelations about Liz Cheney recording him and those kind of things that's uh that also uh, should give you some indication so there seems to be this uh, this little ongoing uh, battle over January 6 so I'm going to uh, make a hypothetical here because I don't know what's uh, really there but knowing what I know about what uh, Trump and his mouth is like and knowing what I know about people who are around him who are willing to t take every word in every instance or record or lay out anything he ever said and spring it on the American people it shows the that he very well may have said things that <clears throat> would be con constituted as, uh, you know, threatening or malicious or, or, or of that regard. And here's the thing: uh, I can, I can definitely see that coming out of his mouth. Uh, we know he has a loose tongue. I will say this too: there hasn't been a president who hasn't said stuff or written stuff. For instance, we know for a fact that Harry Truman was uh, very much a kind of a by the seat of his uh, pants flyer. He he made a, he uh, had instances where he wanted to uh, lambaste uh, uh, journalists and and make some really you know vulgar statements or uh, statements uh, regarding this. And that's just one example. And it isn't anything. Here's the thing: we we've, we've lost our ability to 
reflect on why certain people would do this. And of course, if you're trying to seize political power or seize governmental power through uh, a coup, which I think it's very obvious and should be become very obvious to most people that that was what was going on, then even people who are trying to maintain their authority would be uh, prone to make such things. And of course, he had been talking about the, the election will probably be stolen. And of course, it was. This being said, so Trump isn't in office and McCarthy is. And McCarthy, you know, is getting an endorsement for Trump. Uh, this may be a, a deal or a negotiation where, whereby Trump is, uh, um, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's making himself look horrible, which anyone, even, even an average IQ person, when I say average IQ person, even somebody who's averagely intelligent about politics should know that, uh, <clears throat> there's nothing. There's nothing that Trump is really going to get from this, because of all all of what people think of McCarthy, and he's just going to ruin his own reputation and ruin his own brand, which is probably the point. Um, the whole point is to make him unpalatable enough. Meanwhile, you see the replatforming of people like uh, Paul Ryan and uh, Mike Pence, of course, with the the Georgia um, backing of Brian Kemp by Pence. Uh, Paul Ryan was on CNBC, and then Paul Ryan's gotten a little bit more vocal lately about, you know, Trump should have, you know, he should have been impeached and this and that. Everybody's kind. Of, so the neocons are coming out of the shadows. To I mean, uh, Liz was the most vocal because she was the most targeted. But she was doing things in the behind the scenes prior to January 6th. She was the one who uh, put the letter put the letter together um, uh, regarding the second uh, secretaries of states. Ten of them at that time that were living. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld's uh, since departed the exit the building, and so does Colin Powell. Um, so that should tell you something. Um, and then I, I forget if Powell was a defense, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. These might be secretaries of defense. She rounded up a bunch of secretaries, high, high, high officials in, uh, in the American government. And they all signed a letter and she was organizing this prior to January 6th. Meanwhile, and this was a few months after that, uh, uh, Jackson Lee, uh, her, uh, representative Jackson wrote this glowing letter appraising uh, Liz Cheney and she did this just prior to the the release that the the letter was actually this letter was actually put together by uh Cheney so you see how these people work together they're more they're so scared see it, it, and, and this isn't even about like I said this honestly isn't even about Trump Trump the, the idea is that Trump is a uh, he's a lightning rod but he's also um He's a uh, can't uh, his concept is palatable to the American people, if not for him. The American people <clears throat> want to have secure borders and gas and all this other kind of stuff. I don't need to lay out the intellectual case here, but the fact is, is lower gas prices, food, manufacturing. We want a country. We want the country that we grew up in. In many cases. We know what that country could be and is. 
And anybody who wants to continue to bleed the country dry is an enemy of the state, and an enemy of the people. And by the state, I don't want the state to be this this uh, menagerie of agencies and all this stuff. The people can decide for themselves. The people can can go can govern themselves. Trump has just shown us that that reflection. If anything, he's done. He's just revealed all the corruption that did occur. And it's up to us to decide how we're going to take it back. Trump has uh, lots of baggage. Baggage beyond comprehension with his daughter, Jared Kushner, Javanka, the whole thing. We know about this. We've, we've, uh, we've said it on, uh, don't let, the, don't let uh, perfect be the enemy of good. And by good, we mean, you know, better than what we had. <clears throat> this being said, uh, given Trump's propensity to continue to reach into the barrel of dog shit and pull out the biggest turd he can get his hands on, that reflects his, uh, you know, his uh, inability to to uh, to stand by his own convictions, if he had any, or whatever it is. I don't know the man personally. I just know that the concept that he he wants us to fight for this making america great again is a good concept it's it's really the only concept left because the the people that are currently running our country are making it very obvious that they don't care what they do to any of us that we're you know having to airlift in supplies from overseas for baby formula and we're running up now we're up up against a Probably six gallon, six dollar a gallon gasoline is probably heading towards, you know, seven or eight, in not too distant future, with, uh, you know, spot prices on uh, oil probably topping, hundred fifty uh, dollars per barrel, or something along that lines. So that goes to goes without saying that, uh, yeah, we're being destructed from within by. By people who don't care, you won't hear very much over the summer by from these Republicans or Democrats. They're all they're all in the same boat. The Uni Party, as everybody has called it, it is. It's the Uni Party. It's the party. They have become uh, the the junior partner of the CCP, who is probably getting ready to attack Taiwan, and we all know this. And so uh, we're seeing this. Uh, this is a this is the final chapter of our country as it stands. Many of us feel this. We work in it. We see it every day. I'm like standing out at a, which is interesting. I'm standing out at a roundabout here, and they turned the lights off the last few nights, I've noticed. Uh, quite interesting. Lights used to be, they, they put in this brand new roundabout. They put in brand new lighting and all this kind of stuff, and it had been on, but now they're shutting it down. The lights are have been off the last few nights here at this roundabout. It's not an electrical thing unless they're trying to save money. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they're all off, but you know it's dangerous in, in a in a in a few ways, at least at night, because anybody could be just walking by and then a car could come flying through here and you know whatever. Um, that's just me. Uh, just uh, side, you know. Just pointing to little things. 
they start to add up after a while. It's not the first one. This is just one little thing. So back to uh, endorsements and Trump. So this this game of chess that's being played at the at the D.C. level, where it's more you know they're morally bankrupt. Um, they must have something over Trump uh, in terms of you know if you don't play ball, you know if you don't you know basically ruin your own brand, ruin populism, get people discouraged, demoralized, and and we can't have that. He's just another guy. He's now become just another politician, but moreover, he's become a political liability because he doesn't, uh, he's not, mess his messaging may be good in, in, in speeches that he says, but when it comes to what he actually does, like, you know, endorsing people and, you know, you know, you don't even have to be particularly well-versed in politics to know that Kevin McCarthy has been on Sean Handy a bunch of times and and uh, Sean Handy is a complete asshole. And uh, Kevin McCarthy, by the way, was hanging out with Frank Luntz, who's a Democratic pollster, basically. He always tries to portray himself as a neutral. But he, when I say hangs out, they like literally live together. So why would anybody want to trust on that? You know, there's no... There's no <laughs> it's like, you know, sleeping with the enemy, you know, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I have a hard time uh, with that that came out, and it, it discourages people. It makes people start to question their own, you know, you know who they support and what they believed in and what they backed, and and that this leaves aside his uh, his uh, his stance on vaccines, which of course he didn't he didn't and say to enforce vaccination. He wrote that specifically in an executive order in November of 2020. So for that, I do commend him on that regard. Uh, this, however, is just another case of the people who will will pu pu push that narrative that you know it was him that was you know all you know warp speed and everything else. He didn't know what he didn't know, and of course, he's not a va virologist, a vaccinologist, or any of the any of the people who actually made the vaccine. So when people give him a give him the hard time, it's like. No, there's people that are supposed to execute, and when they choose or refuse to execute, or rather, they execute in a malevolent manner like Pfizer and Moderna and etc. And I say malevolent because everything that's coming out about these these uh, things is uh, negative and ongoingly negative to the point of where you 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 have to. Uh, surmise that these people knew they're scientists they're supposed to know their job and they didn't do their job so therefore they must have had a uh, ulterior motive certainly money in the medical mafia and the idea that uh, we have this going on uh, this isn't just in the United States this is worldwide it affects everybody and uh, it's very telling that that people would and this is what uh, we've been dealing with, is that people have been using uh, politics and using their, using their exploiting people's votes to destroy their lives, make money off of it, and then blame it on everybody else but themselves. This is beyond, this is the criminal nature that has to be rooted out around the world. 
and it can't be it can't be allowed to stand that's what that's what's been toggling in my mind and they say well what can you do about it you know you're never going to get these people into a courtroom they 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 are they are threatening to use the military that's the reason why they turn to the uh, the, the, the Nazi uh, Nazi and the communist away which is always uh, threats uh, censorship calling anything that they don't agree with disinformation trying to establish a disinformation board using corporations to do their job for them all this all this uh, lays lays the question you know what do they think we're all supposed to do just do sit down and comply and of course there are I've had conversations with people who think that that's very well what will happen and and then sometimes I I I would concede that they have a good good argument there and then there's other times when I'm probably more in a more aggressive uh, feeling that I feel that there are people that are very well willing to to fight against this all the way to the very end because they know they're they're going to soon know that there may not be any other choice especially if the vaccinations have uh, if they took a vaccination or if they or if this coronavirus is in fact, a maladaptive um, virus. Uh, something I read recently was about the fact that this is, you know, uh, it, it has an AIDS sequence in it or HIV sequence, a GP120. They've known this since the, the very outset, the very outset of this viral uh, outbreak. This was in January 2020. I remember, I actually remember stumbling upon this back in late January, early February, when the, there was a tweet thread about this. It was an Indian paper that uh, had came out. And then there was a substantial effort to uh, squelch or censor that paper. And Fauci's emails reflect that too. And Fauci's emails reflect that they knew it was engineered and that they had engineered it. Certainly had the, had the capability to with their grants and the people that were involved in this, and then the amount of uh, hustle that began after that. February was a very interesting month for, on a number of, uh, number of uh, fronts, if you look at Fauci's emails, um, in terms of who he was lining up. And oh, by the way, as it turned out in that month, this is, a, this is just an interesting side note and attaches to Trump again. So in February of 2020, um, Trump had uh, pardoned Mike, one Michael Milken. And for those that, that don't have any recollection of who Michael Milken is, he used to run the, an investment bank called Drexel Burnham uh, Lambert, as they uh, used a, some French pronunciation of it. So this was back in the 80s, the go-go 80s, and he was convicted uh, I think he was. He got a ten-year sentence for insider trading and and a whole host of uh, SEC violations. Um, and I think he did like three or four years before he was released on uh, uh, good behavior or something along that line. So he he didn't serve ten years, but he had been back in the philanthropic. He created the uh, thing called the Milken, the Mike Milken Institute, and it's located in Washington D.C. It's actually located very close to the. Uh, the White House, uh, if I looked it up on the addresses. So, anyway, 
So the reason why that's important is because Fauci and uh, Francis Collins were receiving emails from Michael Milken. And Francis Collins was asking, you know, Fauci or, or he internally was saying, you know, Mike might be a good guy to get involved in this. He has a lot of uh, philanthropic reach. So this was right at, at the cusp of uh, Trump doing this. And another data point with this is, so there was a conference held at the Michael Milken Institute. At that conference was a, uh, a whole host of people, and they were talking about what would be good to, you know, get people compliant to take vaccines. And, and then one of the people that was at this conference was a guy named Rick Bright, which many of us would know because Rick Bright was the guy who wrote the letter regarding hydroxychloroquine release. And then soon, soon got started uh, uh, getting very, uh, um, what would you say, um, antithetical to that and uh, started yelping about his uh, position and money and all this other gar garbage and uh, started uh, uh, speaking out against the Trump administration. And this is what's going on. These are just a host of actors who, uh, they're political animals. They don't care about people. They don't care about human life. They care about their own, they don't, all they care about is their position and whether they're gonna make more money and who they're trying to please. And it, it lends credence to the idea that they, they're all being compromised, blackmailed, whatever you wanna call it. Which of course, you know, you can't do your job if you're if you're willing to sacrifice other people's existence solely so that you can maintain your uh, uh, money and maintain your power and maintain your your you know obviously there's threats made against these people. Well, you know, if you didn't have such a morally bankrupt uh, FBI or police, this wouldn't go on. You'd be able to go to these people. The fact that we have so many crooks at the federal level makes for a very dangerous situation for the entire world. This isn't just in the United States, but if the United States is supposed to have any moral authority, uh, it, it has to operate uh, in that manner, which it doesn't. And now you're finding out around the world, we are being run by psychopathic forces. This is no longer a battle, you know, merely inside the United States, you know, as we've discussed, it's a battle of, of good versus evil. And these people will always make it sound like we're not the good people. No, we're the we know we're human and we're flawed. But I'm not going to concede any argument to these people because they're the ones that are literally in positions of power and able to do the things that they can do. And they get away with it. They will continue to get away with it until they're stopped. And if they are not stopped then humanity will will suffer un an untold amount of loss. And that's where we're at. Now, some people will never agree. And this is where I, you know, I, 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 I like I said, I don't, I don't even like being political about any of this stuff. I just see that, uh, yeah, there's no longer, I can't, uh, I can't go along with somebody who, who wants to, uh, put their own I guess you could say their own life uh, uh, their own life above everybody else's or their own uh, satisfaction to continue to make money and do all this other shit 
you know, at, at, you know, by throwing the rest of the rest of a country or a state or anybody under the bus. That's why I, you know, I'm making uh, making it very clear that uh, Trump not only lost me, but uh, um, he's compromised. He, he's he's a, he's useless because he'll betray anybody for anything. And, and granted, you know, that's what the the people in D.C. have always said. Oh well, he's you know he can't possibly do it. These are the these are the same sociopaths that are that have uh, probably um, killed millions of people around the globe, especially under the Bush administration and Obama administration. And they did it to test out weaponry, and they're doing it in Ukraine. I mean, how many people are they is uh, Biden throwing under the bus there? And why do you think that happened? It's you know a money laundering operation, and we know that, and that's been go that was going on in Afghanistan, and a whole host of things. And the thing is, is no one person, no one president, could ever have stopped any of this stuff because any time there's been even an inkling of someone like a president trying to stop something like this, the deep state gets very, very upset. Uh, there are people that are uh, financially positioned to do such things and no matter whether anybody believes that this conspiracy is happening it's certainly something's occurring it's not a it's not just merely by happenstance people make decisions people are carrying out decisions for why or what purpose this is what happens when you start having a this is what happens under fascism people obey orders they they stay to the they stick to a uh, the top-down mentality, this hierarchical structure. And this is dangerous to all of us around the world, and we know this. And I, I, I kind of got off on a rant here, but uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just where we're at. So uh, let us hope that uh, we have people who become leaders who are willing to make this ultimate sacrifice to stop this tyranny from becoming embedded permanently in the, the world at large. Um, thanks. I'll talk to you soon.